Lunchtime and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Amp Media Studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat in the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. 
your host, Dawn and Freddie X, are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share, movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in toll-free, 888-994-4995, Studio A, right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Thursday of the week. My question was, how'd you find it? What? The piece, the Halloween piece. There's a lot of cool stuff if you go through our files. We have got a lot of great pieces in there. I've never seen that before. From last year. No. What are we doing for Halloween this year? I don't know. What are you doing for Halloween this year? Different era, different time. Remember, COVID shut everything down. Last year was still, mm, mm, mm. This year, full blown. What are you going to do? Halloween. Well, I got dressed last night to go out for dinner, and Chelsea told me I looked like Daphne from Scooby Doo. So she said, I should be Daphne from Scooby Doo. All I was missing was the headband, and you should be Freddie. What are you talking about? Daphne wears a sweater. You don't wear sweaters. No, that's um, the other one Velma. Oh, Velma. Velma always had the sweater. Daphne, I guess I need a blonde wig. She's, Mommy, look like Daphne in that purple skirt. And Freddie could just go as Freddie. I'm like, good. We could be Scooby Doo. I could go as the dog. Baxton should, could be Shaggy. We could do Baxton as Shaggy. Or you want to be Shaggy? Oh, no, no, let Baxton be Shaggy. You want to be Shaggy? No, let Baxton be Shaggy. I'm on April. I'd love to be Shaggy, but I wanted um, Katie to be Velma. She didn't agree to it. Really? Yeah, because I was going to say Jack, my dog, could be Scooby. It would go off around <laughs> like that. But. That's a, that's a tall order because your dog bites. Your dog Don't say like, that. He's a, he doesn't, he's a good boy. He's You're, a good boy. He good doesn't boy. let him sleep. His back hurt all day. I yeah. heard that he almost took a snippet out of Katie's, Katie's face. face. He's bigger than Katie, I think. Because she was eating potato chips and he rough. So we'll no, see what I happens on Halloween. Scooby. What are we doing for Halloween? I'm serious. We were Lucy and It is in Nancy a couple weeks. we got to figure it out. And I'm not wearing makeup this year. Uh-uh. Okay. Did we put green stuff on me one year? I still have it in my ears. I can't get it out. You're in the mask. <laughs> Let's do a whole survey. What's for Halloween? What are you guys going to do for Halloween? You guys get dressed up in, uh, in regular time. Yeah. I mean, I'm an astronaut. Are you going to go as an astronaut? You got to get the helmet, though. Do I? They have a helmet for sale at Spirit Halloween. I guess I can go get that. They do? Yeah. I was only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you going to do for Halloween? I don't know. I'm not a big dress-up. Boy, you gotta have fun in life. I do, but maybe I come as Bozo the Clown with the big shoes. Yeah, then you would need white face, red nose. And again, with that, I go wear a mask. If we, we have, have a party, fun. I would dress up. We always we, have a party. We, we, if we, if I'm part of this party, we always we have a party. <laughs> yes, Paul's part of the party. I came as Moses last year. Remember? Yes, you came as Moses. I came as the Virgin Mary. Every day was a different day last year. You see the spider webs that are all over the studio? Yes. I put that on as a beard. Yes, you did. <laughs> it came as Moses. It yes, you good. did. So how was Movie Wars today? It was good? I heard you guys lost the yeah. game. But this was a legitimate, legitimate game because you took the cards from a trivia set. Um, yeah, Daniel's friend who was on the show last week, Hannah, got movie trivia, mm. horror movie trivia. Mm. And Daniel's never seen the cards before. I've never seen the cards before. And so it was a fair game. Us. Yeah. 
It was a fair game because no score? one saw the cards first. 20 to 19. Oh, it was a good game. No, As opposed to the games where they make the cards, questions and answers, and we wonder why they win. Don't go. <laughs> Have you ever played? No. Are you good with movie trivia? I'm not big on movies, no. How about Zach? I can't say Zach would watch movies. I don't think so. I'm big on movies, but I stink at the game. I just can't remember names. You know, I just That's right. You know? I can't. It's that movie, you know that movie. Then she gets it. Right. She tells me, I could, I could play with her one side. Then the other side. Eh, she no and point. I finish each other's sentences. Yeah, but you know what movie. I'm I know how you about. think. Oh, God. <laughs> right where it's going. She knows exactly where it's going. I know how you think exactly. Today's National Coaches Day. Well, happy Thursday. I can't believe it's the end of the week already. Yeah, today's Thursday. Today's Thursday we already. Got a full lineup. We got a big, good show for you today. Um, and we have a full lineup tonight, and I'm going to be here because Steve was running a tape because he's not feeling well. May he get better. Um, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Do you have shows between four and six? Yes, I've got editor's desk, and then we have um, our seven o'clock. You've got your six, and we've got seven, and then seven thirty. Editor's desk is five thirty to six, and then Angel's usually in by six thirty. We put her up; she gets going by seven. Um, Braxton was asking if we could get dressed up. I like it when they ask me, because you know I'm going to say yeah. He put on the blue dinosaur outfit last week. He was baby shark yeah. with a tail. That was a whole big boy shark, man. There's a lot Not of baby, a baby shark. shark. Not too much baby, just a lot of shark. You know, we shark. didn't talk about, there was a big fishing tournament in Ohio, I believe, and the two guys that won, instantly, they cut open the belly of the fish, and they had put weights and fillets inside the fish, and they were automatically discarded from the competition. But it wasn't just weights. I mean, it was like double the weight. Like, they were stupid. See, yeah, how like, do you uh, put yeah. Right? <laughs> no, no, that's the thing I agree with, too, because I'm a, I go, like, fishing tournaments. My grandpa does fishing tournaments. If you have a five-pound largemouth bass, don't put an eight-pound weight in there. Just put a two-pound weight. Right. Just to make it go up a little bit. But well, hold on a second. They weigh it to see who has the heaviest fish? That's yeah. how you win, is by the weight of the fish. So you, they can't cut it open, because you'll see it. That's they my jam other it in the mouth? They shoved it down, the, down its mouth, yeah. So they put weights inside the fish. Lead so what weights. gave it away? Lead weights. Because they were, I think the winning weight 60 was like. pounds? Right. It was like double. I mean, it really was double. <laughs> That's stupid. And right. the fish were the same size. And the fish were the same size. It wasn't like they were bigger fish. Same size fish weighing double. Oh, these guys should run the country. I mean. But apparently they've done this before because there was some controversy and some speculation that they were going to be doing this. So they knew instantly to go check this out. And they slice open the belly of the fish. And they're on every, every news in the world. So they're 15 minutes, right? So the 15 minutes of fame is because they did the wrong thing. Now, did you see Biden yesterday? Again, talking? back to my decency conversation yeah. from did, this morning. Did you see Biden talking to the mayor of Fort Myers? Yeah, oops. The conversation, F-bomb here and F-bomb there. Did you hot see mics? Hot yeah. mics. Hot and they, mics. And they had told him the mics are hot. He still did it, right? So the White House now tweeted it everywhere. It's gone viral. ballistic viral because of the F-bomb. Again, doing the wrong thing and getting your 15 minutes. Who was doing it? Yeah, Santos or it? Biden? Biden. Talking to the, the mayor. Yeah. Using the, talking to the mayor of Fort really? Myers. But it was a joke between two guys. Uh, do you remember the last time they did that on the bus? It was Trump and one of the guys from, like, entertainment, whatever. Yeah, that, no, but that was that, wrong. That's different. Yeah. No, that was wrong because they were inside a trailer. Somebody put a <laughs> mic up. That isn't right. Because it stays in the trailer, stays in the trailer. But this was out in the open. 
So you always got to be careful when you got a mic on or an open camera or anything. You see what they catch you recording. They caught me once. <laughs> Talking bad about somebody, I had to take that show around. That was Could one. Be you. And then they, they caught you with your finger where it shouldn't be. Remember the one piece Alana did? No, I was going like that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I don't know why careful. that's even around. Why? Because Alana was still here. It's okay. Now we're going to add Alana back. But I heard you had, I wasn't on here Tuesday night. We had Kol Nidre and I did a very quick pickup dinner, service under the stars on my patio. But you did a really nice job on Paul's show. Paul and I had a very good show. He did a great job on my show. It was about annuities. And I have to tell you, here's, as Savannah Guthrie says, my stupid question. What are annuities? That's what we talked you about. You didn't listen to my show? Well, no, I was watching services. Afterwards, Sorry. afterwards, as you know. I needed to rewatch the show. I was busy <laughs> listening to the rabbi talk about decency and why we are not even decent to each other as human beings. Because we don't have annuities. And I said that this morning. Right. I said, I really thought he should have raised the bar and talked about kindness and compassion until I realized that's a stretch to ask people to be kind. We're actually just asking you to be decent to each other, and we can't seem to manage that honest? either. But no, but that's why I was not listening to the annuity part of it. But uh, now I want to understand the, the annuity. I know, and it was really good. There were you a lot of questions. You know how we started with the show? How? What's an annuity? <laughs> <laughs> right? There you go, right? but I'm both. Basically. That's what we started Now, there's with. a two-part answer to that. He'll get into that because it's what you understand to be and what it is. It's funny that she brings this up because people are taught the wrong things. You do things out of guilt, that's wrong. You do something because you think you have to, that's wrong. Don't do something if you don't want to do it. If you're looking for praise, why are you doing it? That answers your question. If you teach the wrong, you know, junk in, junk out? If you teach the wrong thing, they're going to grow up. People are going to, kids are going to grow up to do the wrong thing. That's your answer. That's why we're not nice to one another. We teach not niceness. True. Well, Sometimes. it's all the bad news. It's not good news. It's bad news, right? So if you keep pounding people with bad news, then there's only bad things out there. Where's all the happy news? That's right. But even, we didn't even talk about baseball, 62. He broke the record. Oh, did you see they offered that kid $2 million? Judge. Wasn't a kid. No. Wasn't a kid. You know who he who? is. That guy's got big money, that guy that caught the baseball. Who was the guy that caught it? He, he's a either a hedge fund or fidelity or something like that of of the world or something i mean he's a vice president he's or something. a vice president of the world they did said this guy this guy didn't need the money he doesn't need the money did you, you know, see so how he caught thing. that ball nobody jumped on if that guy would have been in the bronx he would have gotten mugged oh, right nobody even touched him i would have been running i, I would have told freddie tackle him or i'll tackle him and you get the ball because i did that at yankee stadium I actually did that. But the other guy was smart, too, that he, he was too far over, so he jumped down. The guy that jumped off the side, figuring there's going to be a rebound. Yes. So he would have won there. Yeah, but know? he was playing a rebound. That was a bad shot. They Do they get ball. to keep that ball? Yeah. Wow. So they offered him $2 million. He said no. Really? He said no. You know, that ball is going to be worth $50 million. Yeah. You know that. Right. How about if you don't need it, since you're a CEO of the world, donate it to charity. Yeah, you can always need imagine, it. Imagine that act of kindness. Okay, uh, take the $2 million, You can have the ball. Mm -hmm. Auction it off for even more money. But that money has to go to charity. He might do that. We don't know. You don't know right? what he's going he to do. do How great would that be to actually get a positive swing on this? First of all, I would tell the guy, give me $10 because you know you're going to make 50 Keep my name and our deal out of the paper. Well, you saw him catch it. You got an update? I got it. Corey Humans 
That's his name. That's the baseball fan who caught it. He lives in Dallas. Right. He is the vice president of Fisher Investments. So he has and, a title and some money. In Plano. Yeah. I guess that's all I have right now. But, but. for him to <laughs> catch that ball is amazing. Yeah. I mean, that is... And you know something? I got to tell you. This baseball season, if you're not a fan, you should have been a fan. You got to see Judge because it's called Judgment Day. What a, what mm -hmm. a name that this guy has. Judgment Day, they call it, right? He's a free agent. He breaks the record for homers cleanly because even the guy's son said he is the true home run king for a year because all the other guys, Sosa and those guys, you know, mm, they're mm. steroid. Mm, eh. So he won that. He won the, uh, they may win the World Series. How much do you pay this kid at the end of the year? This guy's going to say, just roll the truck back and you let us know when you finish. But he's a free agent, so he could leave the Yankees he next year. He could leave the Yankees. He highest bidder. He can go to the highest bidder. Now, do you think he will, or do you think he'll stay with where? I think he stays with the Yankees. I think the Yankees will just give him a piece of the Yankees, right? I mean, that's I think, the only way to make I it. I think I, I give <laughs> him a, a, a certain amount, and then every year we up the amount if we draw in. Listen, to be a Yankee and to break the record is, and I'm not a Yankee fan. I know. I hate the Yankees. I know. But I got to tell you it's something. still a record. If he was my yeah. son, I say, whatever you got to do, you got to stay as a Yankee because that's what you're known for. You go to the Cardinals, you go to the Mets, you go anywhere else. You'll be like everyone else who sold like your soul for the money, right? You'll be like that guy who plays basketball in LA. Now, <laughs> the worst thing in the world, you know what I mean. I know. The worst thing in the world, the worst thing in the world that I've ever seen, I've been watching sports for, I don't know, I'm 60, 50, I say 44 years. It's the New York Mets lead the whole year. And then they lose it on the next to last day, the division, because they didn't win one game. They were short a game? One game. All they had to do was win one game against Atlanta. One game. And then it didn't matter what happened, the way it turns out. They would have won the division. Y'all were up 10 games. And a half. 10 games and a half. And then my son that's argues. That's what the pitching, right? Everybody was hurt. And they were up yeah. 10 and a half games. My son argues, Dad, but this and this. You know how many but this and this is I've endured over the years? And I don't care if the Mets win the World Series. I didn't care about that. I bought the package because I saw that the new owner was bringing in money. Second or first most expensive because I think Bauer contract reduced the Dodgers. So I said, let me help. You know, it's $120, but it's better than nothing. And they lose it on the next and last day. My heart, I was miserable, miserable to watch that. You know how sad that is? I can only feel. So the kid, McNeil, wins the batting title. Mm -hmm. I don't think a man has ever won a batting title. They don't know what to do. You should see them. How do we celebrate this? They don't know what to do because no man's ever won it. But the ups and downs, the Padres come in on Friday, the Phillies are in St. Louis, and it's funny because these games are only <clears> in one city. We didn't, he didn't even know that. The Mets are in New York, three games, win or lose or draw. It's, Phillies uh, goes to the Cardinals. It's terrible. But I'm going to tell you something. If the Phillies win, you know that they got it together, and we go on to play the Braves and the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. but, uh, I was going to say this October is going to be fun to watch. But oh, yeah. Just Dodgers are just, they're just too powerful. Any given Sunday, baby. Dodgers are good. Yeah. Any given Sunday. Yeah, but most you gotta, consistent. Let's put it that way. You got to play. Yeah. You, know? you got to play. You know something? If you're on a team, I've played on teams and coached teams that had nothing 
to lose. There's how many baseball teams in New York? Three. Two. Mets and the Yankees. Where the Dodgers? In uh, California. LA. But they weren't always. The Brooklyn the, Dodgers. The Brooklyn so Dodgers. Those <laughs> that was 1930. Now they're in LA. So they're, see? And the Giants, too. They how used many, to have four teams. How many in Florida? How many baseball teams we have? Two. Tampa Bay Rays and Miami Marlins. Yep. And they're all out. Tampa's out? Tampa's in. Yeah, okay. Tampa's, Tampa's in, in the wild card. Tampa's in the wild card. And they changed the whole format because now they have more teams. But I got to tell you, if there wasn't the expansion, I don't think the Mets would have made the playoffs, no? Or they would have. The Mets would have. The Phillies wouldn't. The Phillies, the Phillies wouldn't. got the last wild card spot. Well, just in time for basketball season Friday night. I may even not Ooh. work Friday night. I November is going to be fun. Basketball, November's baseball, and it, football? And hockey. You got a big show coming up then in November. You better... You know, you yeah. to, you're going to have a lot Well, the Flyers are you, aren't good, so are I don't you a throw baseball about that. Fan? You know, this time of year I'll watch. But I'm you not, like, you like football? <clears throat> football I'll watch. Who's all your day fan? Long. Who's your team? Giants. Little helmet. My little helmet there behind yeah, you. <laughs> we have to do Giants. something for Paul. His and the team Giants. is undefeated. Only undefeated team of the Eagles. Who do they play this? They've only week? played three or four games. I mean, it's not not a big deal to be undefeated. Well, it's okay. the only. It's the only undefeated for team. For the though. Eagles only. to be undefeated at this stage is a big deal. Uh, Cardinals. Who, is, who? We got the Cardinals. In Arizona. Yeah. They lose this week. I. Uh, that's what I, I said that already. <laughs> What's the mm. points? Take the points. And is Tua uh, still out for the Dolphins? Yeah, he had to be out. I mean, if he wasn't going to be out this weekend, then the NFL would have been shut down. Probably. Do you think that the kid should not be allowed to play for the rest of the year? That's really up to his family. Um, nope. The NFL is going to ban him from playing for the rest of the year. This is what I heard. They want him to quit. Apparently, what happened to him is a lot more serious than they're letting out. Of course it is. Damage to the cortex of the brain. Because I'm pretty sure you don't have time to let the brain to heal. You just send them back out there to just get it more damaged. I mean, that hand movement. That's, that what, that's, that's what gave it away. Yeah. I mean, no, no one. How many guys have walked away with concussions every day? But for that to happen, you knew that it was beyond serious. And again, if he shouldn't play again, but, you know. Well, they're going to give him that. If you get hit the wrong way, your career and your life may be over. I How many play. weeks left in football season? Well, I think he's got to be out, out for at least six. No, is that your medical? Is that your professional opinion? I would not let him yeah. back on. It ain't worth it. Is his does his contract pay him if he doesn't play? Guarantee thirty million. Ah, they don't play. He I mean, I'd say don't play anyway. Listen, I had a son that played well, football with a concussion. It ain't about the, the problem with him though, right? I don't know if he's got one more year on this contract. Two, I think. This year and next year. So I'm just saying. So he was setting himself up because if he was going to be a hero this year, which it looked like he was playing well, he was going to set himself up for a half a billion dollar contract. I mean, but don't like, you think if you got you $30 think, right? million, look, look, look dollars, jumped in here. don't you think, Paul, you could invest it wisely with him and they could live on the $30 million nicely? Of course, but that's, life? you know, but it's not about any the sports agent, unfortunately, they should have a guy and say, listen, here's your, here's your bonus or here's the money guaranteed up front. Let's take X amount of dollars, and that family would never have to worry about money again. Right. But it's not about money anymore. But if it is, you think, you know, I ruined my, he didn't ruin, he got hurt in his career. How am I going to support myself? Meanwhile, there's a whole line of lawsuits that he can potentially win also. On there's that a side, lot of things when you, okay, in the NFL draft, the first round, forget about everything else. Those 32 players are set for life, unless you're a chaotic bust. But even if you're a bust, they got to hold you for five years as a bust, meaning you can't you throw a quarterback in the so ball. So he's under contract for five years. He was regardless. the number one pick. He is set for life. 
that he can go and make 120 million and all that. Listen, what good is having all that in a wheelchair? Think about this. Absolutely. So he's done, in my opinion. You don't walk away from an injury that way. Also, psychologically, what it does to your teammates, did you see the whole team come out? What do you think, military? He came running out, so you have to have something to say. Are you talking about the Tua injury? Tua injury. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the second the one. The whole generalization of they let him go play. back to play. I don't know. The doctors cleared him on Sunday. Well, he's so been fired. He'd be Max. on the doctor. Well, that guy was going to be fired. Anyway. That's an he easy out. He was easy. He was an easy out to fire that guy. He was fired. Guy. But that's right. just putting the blame on somebody else. Of course. That's just one doctor, though. There was a team, and it's still under investigation. So whenever they release the investigation notes, then we'll see, like, the full scope of, like, what happened. But even if I was him, right? So now you're playing next week or three weeks from now. Or that guy's coming at you. He's never going to be the same. He's going to be gun shy every which way. He knows we get to home on time. I tell him, don't play. What if you're his dad? Because he's, what, 23 years old, right? Yeah. Same age as your kids. What do you as a dad say to your son? I mean, he wouldn't play. He would never play again. I mean, that, You'd be, be you're out. like, you're done. Right. He already bought me the house. He already bought me the car. <laughs> so I don't need anything else, right? So you might as well shut him down. You got right? nothing to prove. Now, one of the, uh, the CBS News anchors, one of the guys was a wide receiver, I think, for the Rams or the Cardinals. And he says, you got to protect players against themselves because they're going to go out there. I did a show with a gentleman. I don't want to use his name on the air, but he told me how his world coach told him, get your butt back. And he was one of the greatest in the game. And he played back in the day with concussions and stuff. There was no protocol. Mm -hmm. So he, I texted him and asked him, he told, he says, I would advise him not to play anymore. All you need is the wrong hit. The wrong hit or you're fall done. the wrong way and you're done? Come on, man. That, you can't do that. No. It's not, no game is worth all that. But here I am, the slouch, you know, broke. And here he is, famous and money. Um, and Tua has a, a right yeah, to. Yeah, but at the end of the day, what, what it, do you hold valuable in your life? But what about the owner of the, you know, Stephen Ross, right? Who has, I'm not counting his money, okay, by any means. But if he really was a true owner, cared about the players and everything else... What does he say to him? Play? Don't play? You need to play? Or if he doesn't play, he they have insurance. He, he you know, they have insurance. Eighty percent. They have insurance on yeah. this guy. So I mean, that, that he's going to get eighty percent back of the money. Right. And if he doesn't play, he's got to do. I don't know. Maybe put like a Brady on his ship with uh, with a coach. You know, secretly in the ocean. Oh, he tried that, didn't he? He got caught. Remember <laughs> that? Ross is a terrible, terrible owner. Well, you, he got a good team. Yeah. Do, do you know why they signed the kid from Kansas City to Miami? Ta yeah. Taxes. Mm -hmm. The difference between New York and everywhere else is in here. You don't pay taxes. Yeah. Everybody this is a should, brilliant place. Everybody should be on the Dolphins, if you think no. about it. <laughs> don't say that. If you're going to sign a big contract, come down sign here. Sign with the Dolphins? Come down here. Come on down here and invest your money with Paul. Sa Saquon's coming down here next. No, he's not going anywhere. They're going to sign him. They're going to bring the... The armored car after this year, though. Who wouldn't want to live down here? Go down to Miami. It's beautiful. Who it's, wants to live it, in, like, Cleveland or up north? It's tough to play here. How? Tough. What, the heat? heat? The heat, man. I coached down here. It was 110 in the shade. And the reason we won a championship that year is because this maniac coach that I worked with, he knew the secret. And he used to make him run, run. And when practice was over, make him run some more. We outlasted everybody in yeah. the heat. In the heat. They used to fumble the ball because of sweat. Not our guys. Our guys were like fish. Freddie would tell you. Freddie used to bleh, every practice. And practice didn't start to Freddie bleh, because of the heat. 
I mean, it if is. I was 300 something pounds, I don't oh. think I'd be wanting to come to Miami Hell. personally. You know, give me to Cleveland. That's what you guys nice, say. Nice, laid back. <laughs> don't be sweating. Well, know. how about uh, that guy we met here the other night who was on Mike's show? It was, he oh, and Emmett Smith, Emmett Smith were playing football together at UF, and in it was like starting high game. school. It was it high school? High school. And Emmett had this like 60-yard run, 62-yard run, and then score after score yards. after score. The first game, he said, okay, who's going to be the starting running back coach? And Emmett went first. Emmett kept going. Yeah. And the coach says, <laughs> get out of my like, face. Did you see Saturday's game? There's your answer. And now the rest is history, as Emmett they say. Smith. Unbelievable. Back Imagine in going the to 80s. with him. Well, the University of Miami, when you were there, had some great players, too, right? They had the receivers. They had we the... used to have a good time at the Rat Wasn't, with all the football. Yeah. Michael what? Irvin was there. Yeah. You know? Irving was there. Wasn't Testaverde there, too? Uh-huh. Yeah, over three or four years, you had a bunch of guys Testa coming Verde right there. Testaverde was there. All of them. Do you know Jimmy what... Johnson, and then Another he took one. them all with Mr. him. Mr. Hare. The Cowboys. Yeah. Mr. Hare. Don't mm. mess with my hair. I mean, they had a great team. Do you know, when I was in high school, I almost went to the University of Miami. Yeah. But nobody ever heard of them because I wanted to play football. And, I, and that application sat there. And my mother says, no, you're not going to go there. You're going to go to NYU. I said, no, ma, I want to go to University of Miami. And it, it dawned on me yesterday. I says, you know, I remember the application. I didn't even pay for it to go play football. They would have taken me. Absolutely. And I didn't go. Well, it's always been private. It's yeah. always oh, okay. been private. But yeah. they gave me a full ride. Ooh. Listen, I had a half a ride to to Oxford, no, what is it, up in <laughs> Miami, in, in Boston, um, not MIT, uh, the other place. Harvard? Harvard. I had a half a ticket to Harvard, half? I didn't take it. Really? Yeah. Freddie at Harvard. I was going to be a blue blood, wow, but right, I didn't have the other half, <laughs> and that half was expen more expensive than anything I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> let's go to commercial break, 888-994-4995, Studio A, when we come back, we'll be talking some investments with Luhu Advisors. There's been a whole lot of conversation about what Paul does. We had a guest on, she says, he does real estate, but he does this, and Paul does that. He's the so, quarterback of the team. So let's get into all of those conversations. The lady that was on Tracy's show apparently right. knows Paul also. Oh, yes. You, he told me about Laura. Laura? Mm -hmm. The taco diet? Taco diet. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Planning for the future should not be painful and needs to be discussed. From health, family, finances, allow qualified professionals to aid in your planning. Luhu Advisors have been serving South Florida for over 30 years. A licensed real estate broker, insurance agent, assisted living administrator, and certified senior advisor, Paul Solomon is the most qualified and well-rounded advisor for any task. Specializing in real estate, long-term care, life insurance and annuities, social security, government benefits, and senior housing. Luhu Advisors, let us help you. Known for his Art Deco Cubist style and compositions with dancing saturated color, Ken Bieberman has lived and breathed art his whole life. From the early 80s, he's influenced the Art Deco district of Miami Beach. Featured in numerous restoration projects, hotels, galleries, and clubs, Bieberman creates for everyday folks and celebrity clientele. He's also the proprietor of Art Repro, a giclee and scanning company in Pompano Beach. When it comes to scanning high resolution, size is not an issue. Professionally scanning art up to 10 feet and 64 inches in width, Art Repro utilizes state-of-the-art equipment. On quality canvas or paper, archival ink and printing mediums are put to use. Art Repro ensures colors are true and every nuance of the art is captured, including the canvas weave. 
perfection is the priority. Contact artist Ken Bieberman today at 954-547-0095 or visit his website, www.artrepro.net. Being a successful woman in business means having the courage to own who you are. We understand the challenges faced by women and we are here to help. Our team is here to develop the best strategy designed just for you. Your path is unique and with the right tools you can accomplish your dream. From radio to TV, from podcasting to magazines, we create the visibility to amplify your impact in business. At New Dawn Media, we are here to help bring your message forward and help your business flourish. It is time for your message to be seen and your voice to be heard. Contact us at 866-224-5422 or brooklyncafe.tv. Your voice can make a difference. Welcome to Movies of Del Rey, a family-run movie theater that has been serving the Del Rey and Boca community for over 30 years. Open Wednesday through Sunday, Movies of Del Rey offers great admission prices, low concession prices, and quality customer service. Movies of Del Rey provides the quality of the big box theaters without the price tag. Movies of Delray provides new Hollywood content as well as new indie and independent movies. It truly is a hidden gem. Whether you're hosting a private event, party, or fundraiser, or are looking for your next date night activity, Movies of Delray is the perfect choice. Come on down to Movies of Delray, located at 7421 West Atlantic Ave in Delray Beach, or visit us online at moviesofdelray.com. Le Sorel Restaurant, home of the authentic Italian tradition, offers a large menu that consists of seafood, steak, homemade pasta, brick oven pizza, and homemade desserts including a wide wine selection. We also have the best bar in Boca Raton with delicious cocktails, homemade limoncello, cappuccino, Italian espresso, brandy, and other specialties. Open every day with a lunch and dinner menu. For more information or to make a reservation, contact lesorellerestaurant.com or call 561-235-5301. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. And we're back. Let me ask you guys a question. If you look over my, this shoulder, you see what's behind me, right? Mm-hmm. 
Is that creepy? Queen? Yeah. Over your left shoulder? Yeah. Why is it creepy? I don't know. People say that it's kind of creepy. Only one person did. I know, but what do you think? I don't think it's creepy. <laughs> when we are on stage and there's a bunch of people in the crowd and people take pictures, you see people in the crowd, right? Isn't that like is the that same what you're difference? trying to achieve? Yeah. Ah, very nice. Isn't, this is why it's on my side, not your side, because you got that. <laughs> I, know. I know. But is it creepy? I think it's kind of cool. No, I kind of like the way the black and white balances. I think we have no lights here, but I like the way the black and white balances between us. We don't have any batteries left? Yeah, they're all on, yeah, they're in the charger. They just got to load them up, I think. You could take one of my lights away. <laughs> Paul's got three, you and I got none. <laughs> I got four. I He's got, got four, four. lights. So I got you four and I lights. got none. That's the magic funny. of TV. We're using all the lights? Impossible. You know what? There's another light here. That's off. Anyway, I know we want to talk to Paul about everything that's going on with Lufu Advisors because we had connections with Tracy Latome and Laura Sanders was on her show on Tuesday night and Laura sits Go down ahead. and Tracy says, Laura knows Paul really well when he used to do real estate. Or I tell go, them to isolate on us so you can walk back. I said, but Paul still does real estate. So Paul does a lot of little, a lot of everything. Or well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can we go about this differently? Because every week on your show, we sort of go in one direction. Right. So last week when I got the pleasure of doing the show one-on-one -on -one with you, you know, and I've done, um, I've done some of the stuff that you've done over the years. I want to go in a different, I want people to understand the setup of what it is that you do. So everybody's different. Like Dawn's family is different. My people are different. So what he's going to talk about right now is going to be a generalized, you may not fit that bill. You have to contact him to fit the bill because you got a phone call, right? Yes, got a okay. phone call yesterday. So now let's go in that direction. What do you want to start with? Wherever you want to go. That so usually, usually I, if I get a phone call or a referral, some, most people say, you got to call Paul but they're not sure exactly what I do. And I understand that to some point, but, um, and it's not that I'm, I'm not an attorney, I'm not a CPA, um, but I understand what the attorney does when it comes to legal documents. And again, we're talking about baby boomers to seniors. That's my business, that's my business model. That's what I touch. And there are certain things that you should be looking at or have done, or now you're in the crisis mode because it's a loved one that's older, that you need to start looking at the different things that are involved, whether it's the real estate side of it. And I've been a real estate agent and broker since 1988. Um, I own my own office. I've owned a Remax franchise. I've owned an Exit Realty franchise. So I know the brokerage end of it for sure. I've done commercial real estate. I've done commercial leasing. I've leased homes. I've done everything you could possibly do in real estate. I don't so much come out and talk about it as much because I'm trying really to get people to understand more about the baby boomers and seniors and the financial end of it because that seems where the biggest struggle is. The biggest struggle the families are having is how to pay for long-term care, how to either have the home care, where to put mom and dad, is it, is it really um, financially sound to put them into an assisted living or keep them at home, or what about government benefits and what can I get, whether it's a VA benefits or Medicaid benefits. So when I'm meeting with a family, and usually sometimes I'll meet a real estate, it'll be a real estate lead that I get, knowing that they're 75, 80 years old possibly, and then we start talking about more. 
So they don't even know what I do, possibly, and I explain to people what I do. Somebody's talking to me about long-term care, and they're talking about their loved one, that they're thinking about home care or something else. Mm -hmm. Then I start talking to the baby boomer part about long-term care. And, and if they're over 62, well, here, maybe we can get some money out of reverse mortgage. So it can go in many different ways when somebody talks to me. So if you want to say that I'm a financial advisor, great, but I'm not selling stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. That's not what I do. I'm not an attorney, so I need an attorney to do the legal documents, even though I know what legal documents a family should have and should have updated. And when it comes to the health portion of it, um, there's geriatric care manager that I refer people to so that they can be the eyes and the ears of the family like the guy that just hired me, he's in New York, and he's like, I can't get down there, but I need somebody to keep an eye on my parents, the medications, the dad needed to go into a nursing home. And they called me up and said, do you know a good nursing home? I gave him a couple referrals, but right now beds are tight in a lot of these nursing homes. But that's kind of what I do. If I don't have the answer, I lead somebody to the answer. And that's kind of how the whole thing is set up. But the, the thing here is, you know, I, I look at it again as a football play. So if it's fourth down, do you go for the field goal, do you punt, or you go for the play? And then the play that you select, because we're going for the play, is that you're going to go towards your strengths. And what I like about Paul, and I don't want to shy away from the real estate because you do it, right. but you do it correctly. You, you, you back into a play with a plan. So if you're going to do annuities, you're going to do these things, these things, sometimes they match and sometimes they don't. But my father once taught me, if you buy right, you make money. So if you do things right, you, you, you're okay. And that's what I like about Paul. He's going to give you a multiple answer to the same question. What happens is that people have a tendency of listening to the last thing you suggest, not the first thing you suggested, and their attention span is 30 seconds. And they say, well, Paul says I should buy a house. He says, no, he didn't say that. He says, let's do these things that will lead to the eventuality of buying a house. Yeah, and if somebody has even a house, so I'm not so, so, so quick to tell somebody, oh, your, your loved one needs to go into an assisted living or independent living, have them stay home. And if you're looking for money, let me bring in the reverse mortgage specialist, but this is how it works. So that, that they've, I've, I've gotten the trust from the people. Let me explain what I know about it, which is a lot, but then let's bring in the person to kind of give you the fine details of it, and maybe that's a solution to pull the money out of the house. I'm not looking for the real estate sale every time, but if you're going to sell the real estate, why not have somebody that's going to just put everything together? You're calling one person, not calling the real estate agent who doesn't know anything about everything else we're doing. And you might say, well, why does it matter? I just need them to sell the real estate. But it can matter because you need somebody that can control the issue because timing comes into the factor. If they don't understand that you really need to move your loved one into an assisted living or nursing home and time matters, they're going to just list your house for the highest price so they can get a bigger commission possibly um, and just let it sit there for a month or two. But we need it to sell in the next 30 days. I don't come in and lowball it. I come in and say, here's the real price. If you want to sell it in the next week, let's put it at this price. It's a fair price. Do we agree? Yes. Now let's move the money and do what we need to do. Well, I got a question for you. House has a million dollar value because you can't go over a million for, um, for, the, for the program. Um, where you, you borrow against the reverse the, mortgage. Reverse mortgage, yeah. okay. So let's say the house, I, I want to take out $400,000 or $300,000 because I want to have a down payment on another house or pay it cash if it's three, four, mm -hmm. whatever. So I take out the value, and it's above a million dollars, the equity of the house. Two million, let's say.
But I'm only allowed a million on the project, correct? Mm -hmm. All right. So I get the 400 for argument's sake. Right. Numbers could be minus or whatever. I'm glad you haven't been thinking about this. And check this out. <laughs> so I buy, I buy my next house cash. Right. Now, the information about the million is between me, you, and God, right? It has nothing to do with me selling it for two million on the market. Right. Okay. Watch the bouncing ball because they totally misunderstood this. So I buy this house cash for 400 So I got no note. I got no insurance necessary, even though you should. But you don't have any mortgage insurance because you bought it cash. Right. And there's no mortgage. So I don't have to pay back the 400 but I still have to continue to pay back the mortgage in the first house. Now, your theory is correct. The only but in there. Has to be my main house. Got to be your primary residence. So I moved to my new house as my primary residence. It's my primary now that I took the money out. Right. Am I allowed to buy another house? You got to sell that million for <coughs> I put it on the market. Right. Simultaneously, I don't know when it's going to sell. Do I have to wait till it sells? It's, that's a gray area. Which I gray area is okay, right? I so know we, it's a we gray could play, area. We could play with that gray area. I know it's a gray area because we all this, live in the gray area. I did some investigation, right? Depending on the age and the circumstances. Yeah. Now, if you do it with a Paul who does both ends of the deal, you're better off than to bring somebody else who doesn't know anything from Shinola. Yep. This is what I try to explain. Now, if you're getting ready to sell the house and you make this move, you're dealing from strength, right? I negotiate a deal from strength because I got the cash. You right. want you want to do a cash deal? No mortgage wait? The whole nine ain't going to take you 90 days to close. We're going to close now. And then you just got to balance out the other end. But it is doable, correct? It's doable. My goodness gracious. People just don't understand the power of talking to somebody that clears a path. And I did this for 17 years and I never understood it until I met Paul. Well, it's kind of what you've done with other clients is you've reverse mortgaged, they've bought another house. Now with that, there's a lip of time before the first house sells, right. but it's on the market and it's going to sell. But you have to be careful because then you have your homestead exemption insurance. If that's not your primary residence, they can upcharge you $50,000 in well, it, property it, it, taxes if it's not your primary residence, if you don't declare it. But again, it depends on the time of year too, because usually the, the, the last person's homestead kind of carries on for the rest of that year until you sell it. Right. So you have some leeway again in time. So not, you're on a time factor here. No, I'm not. I'm on a poor <laughs> factor here. But if you're working with me, it, it'll happen quickly. Let's put it that way. Let's There's put no it this time way. constraints. If I'm working with one head coach, one quarterback yes. on the team, it makes things a whole lot easier. And if you don't understand what I'm trying to explain, give Paul a call and he'll explain it better than me. I'm, I'm doing it like a Latino. But I know it will work. I know that it'll work for me. But I you're know. young enough to understand how to work with OPM, other people's money. You and Paul understand. When you're dealing with, if you had to explain this to your parents or mine right now, or I know they really need 24-hour care because I see what's down the pike. Even though they don't think they do, they need it. I need to know there's somebody there that other 12 hours a day with them, right? So we're here and I go, Paul, we got to sell the house. My parents go, I got to sell it for this. Paul says the value is this, but you need this much care. There's a whole lot of other things you need Paul to come in and quarterback and hold everybody's yes, but hands hold on. It. Paul, we got to sell the house is not how you want to start the conversation. Paul, my parents need 
more care. Poor Paul, my parents don't listen. I'm like every other client. No, you don't well, no, I mean, we don't, I don't go for the house first. I go no. for the house because, again, that's dear to their heart. They don't want to give that up. Too much removal. Right. So you got you to really talk about what do you really need? What, you know, what are you thinking? Would you rather stay in the house? If you want to stay in the house, is, is there no mortgage on the house? Let's either do the reverse mortgage, let them stay there for as long as they can stay there until something happens, and something always is going to happen where one of them, if, if they're both alive, one of them has to go into either assisted living or a nursing home because they slip and fall, and then they're just, they can't come home. That kind of starts the snowball. So I, I kind of, when somebody hires me, unless they're hiring me for crisis mode and they're going into a nursing home, they could only be with me for a short period of time. <laughs> but I have clients that's a year, two, or three that I'm just continuously just doing things for because it's just the timing aspect of it. And they usually call me before they call their attorney, not so much a legal question, but they're asking me, okay, what should I do next? Like, what's the next step? And I have an example. I mean, I, had a, I went to a client today's Thursday. I think it was on Monday or even last Friday. Um, the daughter's sitting in New York. We did a Zoom meeting. I'm sitting in the parents' house, 89 and 87 years old. They shouldn't be living at home. So, so the family wants to bring them back up to New Jersey. But the place in New Jersey is $13,000 a month for the two of them. And I think it's independent slash assisted living. Okay, so it's, it would be half the cost here, but they're going up there. And the father, all he wants is his VA benefit. And we're arguing over the VA benefit. I've done, I've done VA applications. He's calling it one thing. I'm calling it another thing. It's the same thing. And I'm telling him that he needs to show some type of care that he needs. And he's like, but I'm disabled because I'm 65 because that's what the rule says. That's great. That's one thing. But you have too much income. You have too much in assets. And what do you, do, what do you think about Medicaid? Oh, I don't want Medicaid. Those are for indigent poor people. I said, you're wrong. I said, there's more middle class on Medicaid than anybody could realize. And all we can do in the state of Florida is we can move money around legally and qualify somebody for Medicaid. It's all above board, it's all transparent. I work with an attorney and we do this. And she starts talking to me back and forth. Well, where she wants to put her parents up north is something called a CCRC. So it's a continuous care retirement community. And they'll bring you in as an independent living and you can stay there and move to assisted living and then you can go into the nursing home portion. Problem with that is you gotta come up with either two, three, four, five hundred thousand, up to a million dollars, you pay them, okay? And then you have to pay five thousand dollars a month, and this one in particular, for maintenance. It's a lot of money. All right. So I said, What well, you're telling me what your parents' assets are with this house they need to sell, maybe they have four or five hundred thousand dollars. They don't have enough money to go into yeah. the CCRC because you got two of them. You got your mom and your dad. All right. And you get paying five thousand dollars a month. Where are you getting that income from? And they're saying, well, the, the VA will pay for X, and you're telling me Medicaid will pay for Y. I said, no, 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 not in a CCRC. All bets are off because if you're going in there, everybody knows you have money, and certain things won't qualify you as kind of, I'll call it a write-off, against what you're getting from VA or Medicaid. I can't do that. So I'm Is saying- Is that $5,000 a month? A month for maintenance, just every month, okay? $60,000. Right, a year, and then in five years, okay. that money's gone. So they yeah. could live five years or not. I said, are you, are you adult children ready to, to throw money in once you blow through this money? Like, no. And she's like, no, I never thought of it that way about the 5,000. I said, well, that's why you're paying me here. And I was doing a consulting gig there for them. Are, he, uh, are they here in Florida? The parents are here in Florida. I said, A, your parents shouldn't be alone. And she agreed. 
And I said, you have a big house. You need to sell the house, get the money out of the house while the market's still high, and let's then take the money, whether they stay here or go up north. So now they're deciding that. I said, but if you go up north, you're going to blow through all this money. I know nobody needs the money because she said, you know, none of my siblings need the money. We're going to spend it on them. I'm like, that's great. I said, but if your mom, who's healthier, lives another 10 years, you're not going to have the money to spend on her. Assistant living is where you live and, and there are people that come in and check on you? Is that what it's Yeah, but again, I mean, for all my assisted living fans out there, I'm sorry to say this, but it's kind of a false sense of somebody really being around all the time because for you. Because they're not. They're not. Well, what if you have an aide? Like, your parents have an aide. Yeah, my dad was in an assisted living, memory care, and we yeah. hired an aide on top of that. So you're spending six, seven, eight thousand dollars then you're spending it on the aide. So it's not one-on-one. -on -one. So that's why I try and tell people, if somebody could stay home, or even somebody with a bigger house, sell the house, move into something smaller, pay cash for it, do whatever, reverse mortgage it, whatever, okay? But then get care and stay there as long as you can stay there because it's a lot better than going into an assisted living. Okay, so in her parents' situation, I can reverse mortgage on the value. They don't own any money on it. Right. Okay, so I can reverse it and buy something smaller. Well, not, well I would they say would sell, sell it. it, sell it, and then buy a villa or a smaller house with a reverse mortgage because you can't buy it with a condo. So it's got to be a, a villa. It's got to be a homeowner's association or a single To buy house. or to sell? To buy. So if they sold their house, they could go into another adult community and buy it with the reverse mortgage? So they, they take all the proceeds from the sale of their house and they keep that to live on? Yes, yeah, so depending upon the value of their house now. If they go buy something smaller, let's say it costs four or five hundred thousand, three right. or four hundred thousand, they would only have to put down half. So they would come in with a hundred fifty or two. Whatever proceeds of their house they have, we move those, protect those. And now they have, you know, no mortgage payment on this new place, but it's smaller, more manageable, less expenses, and then get aides to come in there and maybe pay for the aides off of the interest of their money, depending upon what we get out of their house and what the rest is. Well, and are. my dad's on claim, so he's got enough. So his, his, poly, his old dual policy pays for his aides. Right. And then we sell the house, pay back the reverse, and then you have home free. And here they, live, they live like a king. Yes. You just got to buy right. But, but this is what I'm talking but about. Then there's the psychological side of what Paul's got to deal Absolutely. with of I've been in this house for 50 years. But that's what he does. What am I going to do with my wedding trousseau? You take it with you. <laughs> What's a trousseau? All the stuff my mother that's took when she married on That's why they have storage units. Storage units are the biggest thing going down here. Really? Everybody's got one. You rent oh, one. I'm thinking of turning my of house at Beaucaire into a giant storage room. Right. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I make more money selling, renting those things out for $2,000 a pop. But that's why Paul's so good at what he does, because it's the psychological side of letting go. I'm just telling the you, there you is a situation remedy if you have somebody like him come in sure. and explain to you not the one issue, but the multiple issues that you're going to be facing making one move. And I always start off with everything by saying, how are their legal documents? Because without newer legal documents and the right people on the legal documents, power of attorney, health care directives, um, that's problem number one. So that's not even my situation. That's just me saying, hey, let's go to the attorney. Um, I help them. I walk, hold their hand through the process because I'm a notary. So speak to the attorney. They draw up the documents. I kind of hand deliver them. I notarize them. I make it really easy um, for the families. But that's the first thing to look at. Anytime I ask, that's the first thing on my sheet. How are your power of attorneys? How old are they from the state? 
what's going on? Do you have a trust? What's in the trust? Nothing, something. Um, where's the house? Is the house sitting in a trust or not? If it's not in a trust and it's in mom and dad's name, now you're setting it up for probate. But we don't want to go through probate. So by the time somebody gets done with me, with their elder parents, usually nothing's in their name. And that when they pass away, it's easy. And that's kind of what I try and make it, make it and, as easy as possible. And that's just the real estate aspect of what we're talking about right now. There's the annuity, the, the long-term care. There's well, all there's, sorts there's of bank other accounts. things. Someone Beneficiaries. Beneficiaries. Me, I wanted to ask you this, Paul, also. Bank accounts. People don't even think about putting beneficiaries on the bank account. So if someone passes away, your finances, your annuities may be protected because you've got the beneficiary designation. Right. And all of your investments might be in a trust. It's protected. But heaven forbid your spouse passes away, you can't even get a cup of coffee because you can't access the bank account. Right. That's right. And the biggest mistake that um, the seniors do because they either don't want to go to an attorney, so they think the easiest estate planning is putting their adult child on their accounts. And if you put your adult child on the account as just, you know, just as, you know, Mrs. Smith with Jane on there, but she's not power of attorney on that account, she's just an account holder. So now she owns 50% technically of that account. Well, it's two bad things. One, if Jane gets into a car accident and there's $100,000 sitting in that account, they can go after that account because now Jane owns technically that account. So that's a big mistake that a lot of seniors make is they put on their, their adult children on their accounts not the right way. And I discuss that with them all the time. You don't want your adult child just on that account as an owner, because if something happens while they're out driving, doing whatever, and they get sued, that account becomes theirs, becomes sucked into this lawsuit. So what's your other option? Being on that account is power of attorney. But you have to make sure you have the power of attorney account set up first. My mother and father had an account. She apparently, or he forgot, never told me. So when my mother died, I took him, went to the bank, and I moved everything out or mm -hmm. my name so I can get to it if something happened to him. So I get a letter that my mother opened up a CD in there, and it's worth $20,000, and I can't get at it, right? And the house is in need repair and all that. I can't get to the money because he never told me. Mm -hmm. So now in Puerto Rico, you need a passport. You need a driver's license, and I need a third form of ID with my picture. So a library card ain't going to work, <laughs> and I don't know what else to get. So I got to go to Puerto Rico, I got to go to San Juan, sit with somebody there to get something I have to pay for to verify who I am. What's the third form of ID? I you tell Puerto Rico, I don't know. Whatever it is that they tell me I got to get. Passport. Sometimes credit cards have a picture on it, like a Costco no, card has a credit They just want the money oh. for the third piece. I get it. I'm going to give it to them. Right. It's going to take me three days to do this. And uh, San Juan ain't around the corner. And the way things are with the hurricane and the storms, right. it's going to take a trip to get up there, right? So I got to do that. Then I got to go and argue with the bank because they're going to not believe me. Oh, would you, would you get this letter in the mail? You ever got the money? Yeah, how'd you find out about the CD? They sent a letter to my cousin at the post office and she mailed it to me. <laughs> so I said to the bank, really? And now when I went with my father to get the monies out because my mother had mm -hmm. died, they called the police and they wanted to know and make sure that I was his son. And my father knew everybody in town. He says, of course, yes, my son. And I called my sister and said, Mimi, you come do this. Because I didn't like that whole, who are you? You know, they took me to a room. I mean, because it's a lot of fraud. Right. And I get it. They're protecting him. I get it. But this time, he didn't tell me about the money. There's no way of me getting to it. I got to bring up death certificates. I got to take a 
picture of the plot where they're buried. Mm -hmm. Wow. I said to them, you want me to bring the body? I mean, what do you want me to do here? So you got to get this done, and that's a good place to start. Get that paperwork done. I don't know how you get parents to sign the kids on their paperwork, Paul. man. Good luck with that. So I was that. thinking yeah. of you because my sister says, well, the three of us are all power of attorney. And mm -hmm. I'm like, no, that's probably not a good idea. She says, right. yes, it's a great idea. And all I can do, Paul, is think of you going, I got to yeah. get Paul to my house. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, I, I use that. You, you shouldn't have and, and, or and. And my parents wanted it that way, too, because who are they going to show who they love more, who exactly. love less? So, so the first go around years ago, they all three of us when they were healthy. Then when it came to this time around, I said, okay, that's not going to work, and this is the reason why. I'm not, I can't go to the bank then without my sister or brother, all right? I can't make a, a decision in the hospital without my sister and brother. I said, once I can't get a hold of them, and it means life or death. I said, so pretend that you, you do love me more, and, and let's put me first, and then put somebody, you know, my brother or sister second. There was one situation, which happened month, month and a half ago, where the mother didn't trust the, the daughter or the son. And she just came out and said it in front of the son, I don't trust you and I don't trust your sister. So I said, well, the only way that we can do the planning is I got to get the money out of your name. So why don't we put both of them and let them fight it out? And she smiled and she's like, let's, let's do that. So she signed then the power of attorney saying that they both, we put an and in there. Don't like to do that, but we did it in this case. And sure enough, within three days after the ink wasn't even dry yet, the daughter tried to go to the bank and pull all the money out. And the bank said, no, sorry, where's your brother? So it worked perfectly. Wow. I got to tell you, I begged my parents to put my sister, when my brother died, I said, Mom, Dad, put Mimi. It's okay. You know, I don't have that ego. I don't, I know you love me. Put her, put them, put somebody. Right. Because the disaster that follows when you put nobody mm -hmm. is horrible, man. Because you're looking out at things that you need to do and you can't do them and there's just money sitting there and the banks are using it and they have no intention of helping you get it out. So I had begged my mother, I begged my sister, I said, listen, let them put it in your name. It's okay, Mimi. It's all right. Let them do it. Like you have your brother and your sister and all that. I didn't care about that. I wanted them to be happy. You know, I, I borrowed money to build a generator in a box for them because I wanted them to be happy and I paid for that. And I said to them, don't worry about it. Give the money to Mimi. And they didn't listen because they felt bad. You know, you are the youngest. I said, Mom, don't worry about it. And what about POD, someone said? Bank accounts you can put payable on death? Correct. Correct. And how do you do Whoa, that? And where does that? that come from? Yeah, it's like having a beneficiary on there. But that's the title that when you go to a bank, that's what it's. Is that titled. new? It's been around a long time. So are you better off doing a POD or are you better off doing a POA? Well, you should do a POA anyway because you, you, you're going to need it to even to talk, be able to talk to the bank. What's a POA? Power of attorney. attorney. Well, you but should have PO, that. But the POD is like putting a beneficiary on your bank account. And the bank has to offer you that? Well, usually when you open up an account, they ask you. Now, some people say, I don't know, so they never get back to it and they never put one on there. I never heard of that. But I POD is payable week. on death. Yes, that, that's like the, the definition of a beneficiary equals paid on death. Same thing. Except that's the bank term. Like I say all the time, I wish I had known you earlier because that would save my life right about now. So my sister was telling me these are the basic things you should have even on your bank accounts because she's got clients all the time that things, the house is in a trust and this is here and all of these things. But the wife 
can't even pay her grocery bills because for whatever reason, she's not on the bank account. So my bank accounts right now, if I wanted a POD, I call the bank and tell them put the POD on there? Yeah, you have to go in there. You can't call them up. You have oh, to you go know in what I mean. Sign. Yeah. Uh -huh, but sure. you have to assign that money to somebody. Yeah. And they have no rights to it while you're alive. So it's not like people say, I don't want to put anybody on there because they might they can get to it. No. Beneficiary doesn't kick in or POD doesn't kick in until somebody dies. So it's nothing, it's nothing really to worry about. But another service I offer, too, where when, they, when the attorney does the legal documents, um, just like a client where I'm meeting them tomorrow up in Royal Palm Beach, they have to open up a special account because we're doing Medicaid planning and the income is too high, so we have to set up a special trust account. And she went by the bank yesterday to Chase, and they said, she said, I need to open up this type of account, and nobody in the bank knew what she was talking of about. Not. Of course not. So, I, so she called me back, and she's like, are you sure? She's saying to me, my client, are you sure you know what you're talking about? Because I went to a bank. How does a bank not understand this? And I said, watch. Set the appointment up for tomorrow. Just say we're opening up a simple checking account, because technically that's all it is, and watch tomorrow how this works. So tomorrow I'm going to walk in there, and I'm going to say, I need to do this, 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 and this. Get your attorney from the bank on the phone. Let's, let's, let's fax scan this over to them, the trust, and let us get an answer in the next 15 or 20 minutes because it takes that quick. And then we can open up this account. You, you remember when COVID, when it, they were letting people's car payments and all that be... Um, yep. Remember that? Uh -huh. So the mortgage at the house, we, Linda was talking to the bank. Oh, no, ma'am, you're wrong. What are you talking about, Roy? I got a letter here that says that if you call in, they'll deflate it or but whatever. then they put it on the back end. Yeah. Well, whatever the deal is, the lady was animate. She goes, no, we're not doing that yet. You completely misunderstood the letter or whatever. So I said to her, okay, have a nice day. Hang up the phone. I said, now call somebody else back. And that, it took three tries by the third person. Oh, yeah, we're doing that. Same, same freaking bank. Yep, yeah. three-time rule. And oh if you get God. two answers are the same, you got to figure you go with majority rules on what they say. And you handle all that mess too? Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, I sit down <laughs> yeah. with them. I see what's going on. I mean, that's kind of this, this other family hired me as a consultant. So they weren't, they weren't sure what they wanted to do yet. But they said, we need to talk to you. So I charged them per hour. I went to their house, sat there for two hours. They Venmoed me the money at the end of the meeting. I sent them a receipt. And she couldn't be more happy. She's like, we'll, we'll be in touch. I just don't know what we're doing yet, whether it's a house sale, whether you're going to help me get them into an assisted living, whether we're going to file for Medicaid here, or it might just be a house sale and they're moving up to New Jersey, even though I understand they're going to run out of money at some point. But this is what we have to decide as a family. But thank you. And everything I've read was wrong, more or less. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, take a break, but go ahead. making a bad deal to make a deal, I see it every day. Every, and we talked about this for the last seven years. You don't want to make a bad deal to make a deal. Make the smart deal. You know, get educated. Listen to somebody who's been doing this for years. Don't look at the one question. Look at what leads up to that one question. And like I always say, I wish I had known. I never heard of a POD. I and I was in the business. The yeah. This is crazy, man. Right. Actually, my sister said, you should really do a show about this. And I said, well, we do, but now we need to expand the show that we do about this. I, I, I was right. telling Paul, I would love to do a seminar. This POD in itself is a freaking seminar. You know how many kids walk around, their parents, like Juji. Juji has the same problem right now. He's trying to get the money out that his father left in the multiple banks, not one bank, mm -hmm. multiple banks to fix the houses and everything else. Now I'm going to call him tonight and says, yo, you don't have a POD? Give us a call, 888-994-4995, Studio A.
Stay tuned. We'll be right back. When it comes to investigative services, you can't settle for inattentive or irresponsible services. PI Network of Florida is a firm that you can rely on for actionable insight or personal or professional matters. From surveillance and insurance claims to background checks and identity theft, the investigative services are extensive. With over 30 years experience and two decades of serving the community, PI Network of Florida is trustworthy and reliable. Call today at 786-768-4394. Trust your gut. Trust PI Network of Florida. Born in Marseille, France, Max Lazega creates whimsical and free-flowing interpretive art. His 40 years in the construction industry created the foundation for his craft. His unique work displays his view of the future with bold and playful combinations of materials and processes, but the methodology remains consistent. He fuses recycled materials and discarded building supplies into a fresh, well-executed approach. Lazega has lived in Miami, Florida most of his life, where he pursues his lifelong passion of creating industrial art. For more information, contact Max Lazega at artworkstudios.org or 786-326-8873. Meet Jay Harmon, one of the many artists held in the Brooklyn Cafe Gallery. Jay specializes in various different art styles, but his medium to work with is colored pencils. His unique style comes from being self-taught in years of practice. Jay pulls his inspiration from many outlets like people, television, celebrities, and many more. With multiple original pieces, Jay's art graces the gallery with over 40 plus works for viewing and for purchase. His many years of being an artist has given him a chance to partner with the Derwant brand, giving him the opportunity to try many different work styles and further his craft. Feel free to come down and visit the studio to view his work. Or if you're interested in your own Jay Harmon original, he's open to commissions on his website, coloredpencilartist.com. Or catch his show, The Colored Pencil Artist, on Amp Media Productions on YouTube and Facebook. See you soon. What would you do if you had a broken bone? You'd go to the doctor and use your insurance, right? What would you do if you had a serious problem with drugs and alcohol? Most people do nothing until it's too late. Your insurance can help you get clean and sober with the assistance of a place like the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Many times treatment is fully covered, so why not use your insurance to treat your addiction problem just like you would if you had a broken bone? And with the Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to take off time from work and your employer doesn't need to know the reason. So there are two good reasons. You've got insurance you can use for your addiction problem. And with the Family Medical Leave Act, it's completely confidential. Call us right now and save a life. Call 855-350-4504. That's 855-350-4504. Call 855-350-4504 now. If your family is suffering from inflation and high costs caused by Lois Frankel's reckless policies, Republican Dan Franzese is clearly your best choice for Congress. Dan is a successful businessman who understands finance and economics. He's not a politician. Dan grew up blue collar and knows how tough inflation is on working families. Dan Franzese will go to Washington and fight the liberals who are killing us with inflation. Dan Franzese for Congress. I'm Dan Franzese and I approve this message. Artist Rosie Sherman paints her passions to share with everyone. Expressing herself through bold and vibrant colors, 
Her suggestion and style are always in flux. Inspired by travels, nature, romance, and the human spirit, Rosie makes sure her depiction of women are strong and proud. Her landscapes illustrate the changing seasons in the diverse world that we live in. To find her artwork in the multiple medias you can purchase, visit rosiesherman.pixels.com. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. some good news for you, ladies and gents. Um, the first piece of good news was found by the Boca Raton Tribune. The movie, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, will be played in Lake Worth, Florida at the Stage West Theater from October 7th through October 8th, I believe. And that is the first piece of big good news, once again, found by the Boca Raton Tribune. Then we got a little second piece of good news. It was found by CBS Miami. And it's recently been found that the gas prices recently since June have been lowered $1.50. Originally it was more expensive and now it's been lowered and it's now $3.42. Still a little expensive, but a step in the right direction. And a quote of the day we have, it's from Eleanor Roosevelt and it states, with the new day comes new strength and new thoughts. And that's it for good news. <laughs> new strengths and new thoughts. Amen to that. What happened? Oh, my bell feels weird. New thoughts. New, you know, it's, it's, there you go. You see, you got your good news you want. I like it. I'll stick with the good news. It's funny because Paul's talking about how siblings fight mm. among themselves for whatever. And when you lose your parents, this, the fighting comes out full force because there's a whole chunk of you that's missing. Um, and no matter who you are, it affects you unless you just nod and say, okay. But then there's the other side that I never even thought I, I get the passwords. Every day there's updates on the passwords. Here's my passwords of the week. Okay, they change again. Now I date them when they come in. So I said to my brother, can you ask dad who's a DNR and who's not? Because... Somehow that information never got across to me. So sure enough, they gave them all the information, which would you would think would be the important information to know going into any procedure, any anything, on what their wishes are. And if you don't have those documents in place, now do you need to keep the original somewhere? Um, yeah, I mean, a DNR is, is kind of a strange instrument all by itself because people get that confused, like with a living will, let's say. So a DNR just says, you know, do not resuscitate, obviously. It's supposed to be on a yellow piece of paper by law. It's supposed to be, like, posted on your refrigerator or on, on your door so that if um, emergency comes in, that they know right away what your wishes are. The living will, obviously, some, well, not obviously, but it is something else which people should have. And that's mom or dad making their decision known, especially if there's multiple siblings that could fight over this, that they don't want to be 
either resuscitated or if they're found terminally ill, they don't want to go on a lung machine, heart machine, they don't want to be put on a respirator, just make them comfortable, give them order, and let them go to sleep. So I think that's a big, that's as big as anything else, especially if they're siblings, because I could see my sister sitting there crying, you know, oh, I don't want mom to go, I don't want mom to go, and she's hooked up now for another month, where I'm saying what kind of quality of life she's having, let's just pull the plug and let's move on. So the living will is a, is a huge document that everybody needs their parents to sign, and most of the ones I sign, 99% of them, say the same thing. Nope, just pull the plug. I don't want to live. Now, hold know. on a sec. Hold on a sec. <laughs> a, a DNR? Do not yeah. resuscitate. A DNR, okay. So if a DNR, if I wanted to be DNR'd, oh, no, I want to be, what is the opposite? Resuscitated. Resuscitated. I don't care. all life-saving measures. I don't care how many tubes you got to put in you me. You sound like my mother. All life-saving measures. That's right. Until I'm ready to go, I say, okay, then pull the, otherwise, leave it alone. But what if your family doesn't want that? And it's me or them. Who gets to pick the rule to the game here? Well, again, is it a legal document or not that you have? Yeah. So if you have a legal document. Let's start legal and then let's start illegal. Right. But if you do have a living will and that kind of, it makes it easy that you let's have. Let's say there's no living will. Yeah. Well, then it's, then it's the next in line to make that decision. Oh, Lord. Which would be the healthcare surrogate. No. It's my son, Freddie. Right. Okay, we got to get a little Well, not right necessarily away. because it's not like royalty birth order. It's they're both your sons. They're equal, have equal say. Right. Unless so you tell yeah, them they don't. It's not the older one against the younger one. But right. the it's two, not like who the becomes two of the next king. The two of them are in this direction. Well, then you have That's to why you need to someone. take care of this now, yeah, knowing that going into it. You know, the yeah. bottom line, I got to <laughs> tell my sons were going to cremate me. I said, who the hell tell you that? Or you put a living will in order. All right. We gotta do that. But they should know that too. Is there a Google button again? Yeah. Well, that's my next thing. So every your parents essentially put these amazing documents in place, and everything is by the book. But if you don't see them, if the, your children or your next of kin doesn't know what your wishes are, and heaven forbid you're in a a, a car accident, you don't know, right? We go through all these life-saving measures, but nobody knows that dad was a DNR. So it's funny because there's a lot of parents that don't want their adult children to know what they're going to get. So at least they got to the point to do the documents. Right. They don't want to say who's in charge or not. So what they do is they end up giving the business card for the attorney and say, if something happens to me, call the attorney. And that's kind of the that's answer. That's a good way. That's the answer. But that's I almost a good think way there, should, there should be a sliding scale. Is at least you should know what their medical directives are. So you can honor those. If heaven forbid there's an accident or something happens and there's a heart attack or a stroke, you know whether they want life-saving measures or not. Do you call 911 and say, please save their life? Or do you call 911 and say, you know what, they did not want this? Yeah, but 911, from what I understand, it's just what my understanding is, they're coming in. And even though they, they see the do not resuscitate or not, they they have they're, they're going to take them. They're going to try and keep them alive to get them to the hospital. Uh, okay. I saw a TV show. Lady had a, ba uh, 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 a wrist and it says, mm. do not resuscitate. She had breast cancer and she died and they brought her back. Mm -hmm. And the lady found out that this person brought her back. Right. She sued her. Yeah, that's the biggest problem these days. She lost her freaking job. Yeah. That's why you kind of got to know what their wishes are. Very tricky situation. It's very tricky. Now, can I leave like a hundred bucks a week <laughs> to have a party in my room every week? Do they have to follow that? You have to set up a trust for that. A trust for that, yeah. Can yeah. I do that? Sure. 
can do anything you want. Oh, wait till you see my. You could do. That's why people set up a trust. I mean, that's again, if you want to leave money after you're dead, and they say from the grave, okay, you want to still have control from the grave. That's how you set up a trust that outlives you. So that's not a bad thing. So there are good trusts and there are useless trusts. A lot of people have useless trusts. They go to the attorney. The attorney says, okay, let me charge you an extra X. Let me set up a trust for you. But people don't understand that the attorney then doesn't then change the names of the items like your house and bank accounts to the trust account. You have to do it. So what happens is I come across people and they say, oh, I got a trust. I got a trust. What's in the trust? Oh, I don't know. I said, well, did you put anything in the trust? No. Did you change bank accounts? No. Oh, I was nothing. supposed to do that? <laughs> so they paid for this trust that has nothing in it. Nothing in it. Which is okay. We said, okay, so it's useless. You paid for it. We don't need it. Let's move on. And what about tenants by the entirety on your bank accounts? On a bank account? Again, why are, you, why are you doing that? You, I mean, for your parents, that you're on the account with your parents? Well, I know there's the other option of putting that. So what, the, the monies are now commingled, so you can't say this is for you or someone gets sued. They're commingled assets? No, I would just say, again, put, it, put you on as power of attorney to, to be able to control that. Again, if they trust you enough to, to control it, Put you yep. on there. Don't put your name on there. Don't don't fancy title it. It's power of attorney. Yeah. yeah, but there's going to be problems with the other siblings. What about just a POD? Well, you could put POD them. and then split it up three, four, five ways. You can do that too. So they each get a piece of that account. You leave a dollar, one dollar for you, two dollar for me. But the problem with that you. too is, is what are your expenses from the funeral on, right? So that's a big thing. So where's that money going to come from? So if you disperse everything by beneficiaries, okay, and you're doing it fair to everybody, then what happens if there's $10,000 that's needed for either a funeral, pay off credit cards or something else? Now you got to go to your siblings and say, could give me 3000 each so I can do this. Right. Well, good luck. If there's $10,000 in my name in debt, debt. In debt they, what happens to the debt? It depends upon your mindset. Okay, so this is off the record because, again, I'm still not an attorney, never right. was, never will be. But if you owe money, so this happens all the time because the adult children, right, and their parents have debt and they come to me and some of them saying, I want to pay that off. And I say, why? <laughs> okay. Or some of them say, I don't want to pay that off. Is that the right thing? And I said, sounds good to me. It's the ethics of so what, what you do you do? It's an ethical decision. It's an ethical decision what you do. I get what? plenty of people with cars. That's the biggest issue. So they're, they're the 80 something year old has the least car. And then well, they that say, goes okay, back. Well, so is that ethical or not ethical? It's right? ethical. The guy took the car out, he's dead. Take the car back. All right, but somebody should make the car payments, no? No. Okay, well, that's what I agree. The Drive guy it for the who, lot. Here's the keys. The guy who Here's took the, the lease Thank out you. was driving the car. He's now dead. Right. Come pick up the car. That's okay with that. But I'm thinking about a credit card that has 10000 on it, right? Now, I went to Tahiti. I enjoyed it. I died. Right. That 10 large shouldn't pass on to anybody else. It doesn't. Um, okay. It shouldn't pass on to anybody else, but should that be paid off? No. Right. It's ethically, uh, should, you, uh, should your children pay ethics? off your, <laughs> your debts? Who's that? Do your children live in guilt to do the well, right thing? Well, right. shouldn't that... Uh, I can tell you, your well, kids... Freddie does not. Well, shouldn't, Freddie shouldn't Jr. That, will not pay off any that debts. credit cards company charging me 23%? Where's their ethics? <laughs> right. Don't feel bad for the credit card company. No. Just like never feel bad for a bank, never feel bad for an insurance guy. I have, I mean, I have people that feel bad for everybody. 
And I'm like, why do you feel bad for them? I don't understand. Why do you feel bad they for this They make a one fortune off of your right. money. Right. That's crazy, Okay, so that's right? good to know. I'm getting very <laughs> educated. getting very educated. You could almost teach a seminar on all of this. Mm -hmm. There should be a seminar. We should hold a seminar. You got a lot of stuff, um, no matter what age you are, because if your parents are old or they're sickly or stuff like that, you got to do things to protect yourself when they move on. And I'm going to tell you, it hurts a whole lot when mom and dad ain't around. I don't know what to do at times. I sit there. I show you the pictures of what's going on in PR. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. And it's still raining and we got mudslides and I got houses leading on one side. I'm like, this is not good. But when you have these issues and mom and dad are alive, this is what I'm telling you. Take care of your business. Okay, take care of your business because it goes like that. But a lot of times you need that third party to come in and say, take emotion out of it. Well, because it's your parents, right? So just like anything else, I'm always gonna be the baby of the family, right? What do I know, right? No matter how old I am, kids, mortgage, whatever, businesses, what do I know? And at some point, you know, you feel guilty. I feel guilty teaching my parent as a little kid, right? Because you really, they don't understand. They don't understand the dollar anymore. They don't understand how expensive things are to a certain point anymore. Even though everything's taken care of and they're paying their bills, they really don't understand how expensive it is or it's going to get in the next three, four, five years as they get sicker. And you got to put your foot down. I'm not saying it's easy. Um, I, if Susan was sitting here with me, it took me two years to talk to my dad to get him to understand what I was going to try and do until he said that one thing, until I finally realized what to say to him. And I said, Dad, who's more important here, you or mom? And he said, Mom is. I said, so that means mom should make the decisions. He said, right. I turned my chair to mom. I said, what do you want to do? She's like, whatever you want to do. But it took me two years to, to figure that, that out myself, that what my dad's pain point was, was making sure my mom was taken care of. Because it was always about my dad. Everything was always about my dad. Until he said that to me, then I realized, here well, we go. Well, you're, you're lucky. Yeah? My father, when I used to go talk to him, he would take out a mango, he would take out a piece of fruit, and he used to sit down. So that set the table, because we were about to fight. No matter what I say, he's going to argue with me. Right. So he used to tell me at the end of the argument, and Linda was standing there, and she was beside herself, because my father was a quiet man. Ask your mother whatever she wants to do. Mom, what do you want to do? Whatever your father says. <laughs> <laughs> I said, this is like a catch-22. So they thought Linda was a doctor, because Linda knows a lot of right. medical terms and right. all that. So I tried to take my father to take an ibuprofen for his knee, because he couldn't walk. Dad, take two of these. It's going to help you. Nope. Ain't taking that because it's me. There ain't no other reason right. except it's me, right? Right. So Linda says, go over there. Go away. And Enrique, and she speaks to him in English. And he understands every other word. Take this. No questions. Same freaking pills. <laughs> yeah, right. Pops them. Gets on the machine to cycle. After an hour, he's cycling. He's good? Oh, she's a good doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Said, okay. goes to mind, so, yeah, I don't know how you do what you do for a living. I got to tell you, I guess you take the emotion out of it when it's not your parents or your siblings. I do. But, you know, again, I get emotional, too, because like I'm sitting there with an 89 and 87 year old the other day and the guy was totally with it. He just had all kinds of health problems, but he, he was walking and talking fine to make, you know, and he's talking about World War Two. And it so happens he was supposed to go to Korea, but he got sick. My dad was supposed to go to Korea, but he got sick. So they both ended up 
this guy and my dad both end up in Germany. So he's starting to ask me questions, and he remembers where he was, what the name of the town was, wow. and everything else. My dad couldn't tell a story, or never did, for 20 years. So it was amazing that this guy was 89 years old, sharp as a tack, telling me about Germany, asking me where my dad was, and my dad told us like one story. How he got sick, was in the infirmary, his whole troop went to Korea, never came back, and he was lucky enough to be sent to be an MP in Germany at the end wow. of the war. My father, same story. Yeah. He didn't go. Yeah. And the excuse was that he was getting married to my mother and they didn't send him. His whole infantry died. Mm -hmm. All of them got killed. Nobody came back. Yeah. And he never went. And he started to tell us the stories. I took him to dinner, me and Linda. Then he took the house that we lived on and he explained to Linda how his mother owned all of this property. And she used to go on mule to the town. I didn't know. Again, he don't tell me. Right. He was telling her. So I said, Linda, ask my father. And she got all this information about Korea and the war and the this and the that. Sometimes you're too close to the flame. Sure. And you got to find somebody else that they'll talk to. I love talking to your mother because me and her always share she stuff from you. New York. Like we don't, we are at your house. And she says, are you going to eat? And I looked at her and said, you ain't going to eat either. You wait until everybody else eats. She says, yeah. That's what I do. They don't understand that. And she's talking to me because that's what we did in the day in New York. She loves you. Always ate last. So you just too close to the flame. And, and your siblings are going to have to understand that at that age right now, they'll listen to him before they'll listen to you. I mean, they'll listen to you a little bit because I think they're a little sweet on you. For good reason. Nothing wrong with that. I love my, fa my family, love my sister better than me and my brothers. The way I thought it should be because she was the only girl. What about VA benefits? Do you have to have a small income to receive them or served and then you're eligible for benefits? No, there's three or four different criterias. Um, one is age, again, over 65. And they consider you disabled if you're 65. Just by hitting 65, they fear you're disabled. So that's the first criteria. Okay. All right. Then it depends upon how much income you have. That depends upon then how much money you could possibly get, depending upon, again, what you're really going for. And that was the confusion with the family the other day, was they had pretty good income, and they didn't want to file for any aids. They just wanted to file for the pension part of it. I've never filed just for the pension part. I've always filed with somebody that has, that has real health issues that needs care. And I'm trying to explain that to them. And we kept, I said, listen, we're not going to get, we're not going to be on the same page here. Why don't you go down to the local VA office and find out what they're going to tell you? And then before you sign up, let's have another conversation. Let me make sure that they're telling you the truth because technically you have too much in assets. So it's health, it's income and assets, just like Medicaid. Oh, it is, okay. Okay, but there's just different rules that are built in there where I can move and maneuver things with Medicaid that I can't with VA. So a lot of my clients really technically have too much in assets. If they don't, if they really qualify, they can go locally and have it done for them. You know, so it's only when they have too much and then this situation, they're thinking about selling their house and their houses, they're going to pull out hundreds of thousands of dollars, which would knock them out of VA anyway. So I said, but you can still get a benefit from Medicaid, which is going to be a better benefit in the long run. Right. So let's not do VA. And he's like, I'm proud. I want my veterans benefits. I said, thank you for serving. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's not it's not going to be there. It's not <clears throat> going to be there when you're going to need it the most when you need the most care. So I don't know if they'll come back to me, they come back to me, but so there are VA benefits, they're just hard to get. 
And what about if you have an insurance portfolio? Not insurance, investment portfolio, sorry. Worth whatever it is. So again, depending upon for VA That's or Medicaid. That's considered an asset. So it depends on if it's VA or, or Medicaid. Medicaid. So, so, so a lot of people have an IRA, right? So an IRA counts as a full asset if you're doing VA. So if you have $138,000 or more and it's in um, an IRA, that's an asset, can't qualify. But if you have that same $138,000 and you want to qualify for Medicaid, I can qualify you in 30 days. You just have to do what you got to do. Right. So it's not considered an asset if we turn on the required minimum distributions, because that person typically is over 72, and they have to turn on required minimum distributions from their IRA. So now it's considered income but you have to turn it on monthly. So if you turn it on monthly, I can take care of that. But then I can't get you VA benefits. But if you can get, but if you get Medicaid benefits, if you can get something, it's better than It ends up nothing. being better. It really is in the long run. It's more, wow. it's more dollars. He has a lot of information, Freddie. I keep telling you that. And the bottom line here is you should be calling Paul and you should be finding out what he knows. You know, when I buried my brother, um, I knew he was a vet and Tommy the medic, Tommy the medic, wow, what a name, it's come back, it's come back to me. Tommy used to run Yonkers um, Medical, you know, when you die, what is that, the, um, they call medical people examiner? in? No, the examiner? He was a medical examiner. The morgue? Or? The morgue. He went Yonkers of New York, and he shut it down for a day to help me with my brother. And I'll never forget this, Tommy was such a blessing. And he got Harry's VAs. Harry had to be taken to the Poconos because that's where he wanted to be buried. It was mm -hmm. two and a half hours. Um, and we drove out there. He set up the limos and all the VA packages and everything else. Harry's wife disappeared on me. I don't know what happened to her. She had a meltdown somewhere, mental breakdown. We couldn't find her. And Tommy the medic, I had to pick coffins. I had to pick all this stuff. My sister was all broken up. She couldn't help. Forget about my parents. They were in the living room of my house. They didn't want to move. That was the hardest thing in my life to make these decisions. Harry had nothing in place. Nothing. The, the interesting thing, I mean, it comes across all the time because I ask people, do you have a prepaid burial? Where are you being buried? Again, it's just part of my conversation with them to see if they've had that covered because that's a whole nother story trying to get your parents to, to admit that they are possibly dying um, sometime in the future and having them actually go and pick out a casket and stuff. My sister would never do it, I did it. Pulled my dad by the hair, whatever left he had, had my mom, got her under my arm, dragged him into a funeral home. I knew the person there that did their marketing and I said, let's do this. And we did ours. Yeah. And Chuck said, I'm not doing it. I said, okay. He said, I want to be cremated. I said, okay, I upgraded your cardboard box. He said, seriously? I'm like, yeah, for an extra $100, you have a prettier cardboard box than the original one because I don't want to have to do this when I have to do this. Right. So I did it. My did sister it. then couldn't believe it. Like I told her I just had mom and dad. We did it. My parents said, thank you. My sister said, thank you. Like she couldn't believe that I did it. You did it. Did you do yours and Susan's? Not yet. Not yet. But the funny thing is with the VA, is that if you're a veteran and or a spouse of a veteran, you can be buried at the National Cemetery. So there's one in Lake Worth where a lot of people go to. So they give you the cardboard box and they give you a, a hole and it's one hole for two, so they bury on top. They don't give you a headstone, they'll give you a nice flag, but you also have to get there. So they don't pay for you to get there. That's right. So I get a lot of seniors saying, oh, the VA is gonna pay for everything. I say, no, 
son or daughter, either rent a taxi, Uber, do whatever you got to do, but they're going to have to get there mm. because that VA is not paying for that. That's true. And, wow. and everything that goes with it, I remember the funeral parlor where Harry was buried, they had to open up another wing because so many people turned out. It was like the whole Bronx was there. And the funeral director, I, I went to him, his name was Ortiz. It was Ortiz funeral home, one of the owners. I says, I got a problem with these. I got people in the lobby in the street. They all want to get in here. And the, Ortiz says, you know what I'm going to do? And he opened up all the doors for Harry for three days. He says, you do what you got to do. Don't worry about it. He didn't charge me extra. The limos were donated. Hmm. It was a guy that came out. Of, I don't know where the hell this guy came out. He says, I got your brother. Don't worry about it. Guys that I knew when, I, when Harry was, when we were growing up, all came out of the work where Nikki, all these guys, everybody pitched and they all wanted to carry the body out and everything else. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I didn't know my brother knew so many people. Mm. But in that case, I got lucky because I'm going to tell you, Paul, I would have had a hard time with Harry. He had nothing, mm -hmm. absolutely nothing. And when his wife disappeared on me, I knew even less. His son was a mess. Everybody was a mess. And one guy had to stand there like you did, yep. and you got to make all these decisions. I didn't know if I did the right decisions. I don't know. I picked what I picked and went from there. So if you want to do these things early, it ain't fun. And the cost, the cost of everything is just crazy. I mean, it's just, and it's only going up. So buying the prepaid, at least buying it now, you'll hedge against a little bit for inflation, um, and you can pay it out. I mean, my parents, they, had, they bought the two, and we paid it out for five years. I mean, they were young enough where I... And again, if they weren't, we would have just wrote, wrote them a check at any time. But you could pay it out over five years, and it was done in five years. And I think my dad lasted a couple of years after that. Um, but then we had to then deal with the tombstone. So now you have money. Do you have money left after, again, dishing to all three Putting kids? Putting it all out there. Kids? Do you have a pool of money to pay for the tombstone? In, in our tradition, you had to wait a year. Um, so who's going to have the money in a year to do that, right? Then if you're in the cemetery, do they, what kind of care? Do they get perpetual care, meaning that they're gonna plant flowers or do whatever, and that's for the rest of whoever's life, right? So that's X amount of dollars a year. Who's gonna pay for that? So it's, a, you know, to take care of it, it's, it's an ongoing thing after they're done, which people just don't understand. It's not as simple, we'll bury it and you're done. That's right, it's never this simple. No. Never this simple, and, and that's, that's here, and my parents are in PR, and. My brother's in Pennsylvania. It's like, we're the gypsies all over the world, you know? And I'm going to be here, and Mimi's going to come down to meet me here. She's going to do it here. But it's, it isn't easy, you know? And, and when you have all of this pressure on you, life doesn't stop, you know? FPNL, they sent me a bill when my parents died. I still had to pay for my electric. Still had to pay for my water. Still had to pay my mortgage. Uh, and a lot of people helped me when my mom died. You had the Jewish Foundation. They gave me a check. I was shocked. They did a, one of those fundraisers on Facebook. What was Your that? Your niece did a GoFundMe. A GoFundMe. More money? I was like, you got to be kidding me. I was shocked. But all of these other things still occur in your life, and you got to keep your wits about you to do it. So if you have somebody who understands this game and puts it together, um, it'll make your life just that much easier to make some decisions. That's all I'm saying. So. And it's crazy to a lot of baby boomers, you know, friends our age, they don't have their legal documents in place, which is just crazy. You know, I mean, that's the first thing we did once we had our first son and we were going away. We wanted to make sure who's going to take care of him because, again, you want the court to get involved. Everybody thinks, oh, yeah, the grandparents will take care of it. Well, wait a second. That's not always the easy answer, right? Because right. then somebody else can come from left field and fight it. So do your documents. So as soon as they were born, we had those documents. As soon as my boys turned 18, 
we had power of attorneys drawn up for them because now they're of legal age. So that doesn't give Susan and me the right if they're, God forbid, stuck somewhere in a hospital in another state and I can't get there today, they're not going to talk to me on the phone. So you have to have those documents to say, no, I'm the power of attorney or I'm their health care directive. Let me speak to, you know, on their behalf. So people just don't know this. So it's, it's, a, it's an ongoing thing. It's not just for seniors, but just back it down from there where there's plenty of people that just don't have their documents. Maybe they, you know, just think they're going to live forever. But unfortunately, we see a lot of people our age that are dying, you know, for whatever reason. Yep. And if you don't have documents in place, it makes it a lot harder. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, more with Paul Solomon and Lou, who advisors Josh, you could show, go get lunch. 888-994-4995, Studio A. He's got to go out on a shoot, and he has not eaten lunch. Go eat. <laughs> Stay tuned, and we will be right back. Welcome to Amp2TV, the first and only internet production company that's truly plugged in. When you're looking for a full-service internet radio, TV production company, discover Amp2TV. Amp2TV is a full-service media company that can provide all streaming videos, video studios, radio studios, and television studios. Call us today at 866-224-5422 for no business is too small to grow to be accounted. It's time for your message to be seen. Let Amp2TV help get you there. Stephanie Jaffe is a world-renowned artist who creates one-of-a-kind pieces. Using a keen sense of color and composition, her vibrant collages and mosaics integrate eclectic elements such as vintage keepsakes and fine china with blown glass and fired clay to create whimsical arrangements. For more information about her work, come down to the Brooklyn Cafe TV studio or go to stephaniejaffeart.com. Welcome to Lost Harbor Spirits, a world where pirates inspire our spirits, treasures remain undiscovered, and flavors are infused with the essence of mysterious voyages. The distillery became one of the few women-owned craft spirits production sites in the U.S. From our award-winning spirits of vodka and rum to delicious gin, we're always coming up with some new and exciting flavors to keep your cocktails delicious and fresh. Contact Palm Beach Distillery at lostharborspirits.com to take a tour or purchase your favorite spirit at your local liquor store. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? We can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents or having to waste time showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your house to foreclosure. If you have equity in your home, we'll buy your home and give you cash within days, all in a simple over the phone and virtual process. Call now before your situation gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just need anymore and get the cash you need today. Call this number now. Call 855-348-5925. That's 855-348-5925. Again, 855-348-5925. Tax audits, tax liens, 
wage garnishments. Every day we hear stories like this about good folks who are simply struggling to pay their bills. Each of them are living a frightening IRS tax nightmare, and they are afraid it will destroy their lives. I'm a divorced single mom, and my ex-husband left me and the kids with a lot of unpaid bills, including unpaid taxes. I was really starting to show my stress on my kids because the IRS had sent me a letter demanding a huge payment from me. I couldn't afford it. So then the IRS was threatening to garnish my wages. I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. That would have put me over the edge financially. It truly seemed hopeless, but then a friend at work told her to call the tax relief line. The people at the tax relief line, they told me about something called innocent spouse relief. They worked it out so that all of the taxes from my ex are not my problem. I don't know how that works and, and I don't care. All I care about is that I don't owe the IRS a dime and they are not going to take my paycheck. Even if it seems hopeless, you should call the number on your screen right now. There is absolutely no cost for the call or the consultation. You are under no obligation. If you are worried that the IRS could garnish your wages, seize your assets, even take your home, call us right now. The tax relief line is here to help you. Now you have a knowledgeable, professional team of tax experts that are ready to negotiate with the IRS and fight for you to save you money. The Tax Relief Line's professionals have successfully negotiated thousands of cases, reducing and sometimes even eliminating the tax debt for their clients. It's very easy to get started. Simply call the number on your screen right now. You don't have to live in fear anymore. The call and the consultation are free. When you wear Zamboni Couture, you can feel pride knowing that you are supporting a small woman-owned business. We advocate for women's empowerment and always embracing feminine freedom and equality. Our fashion is all about style, quality, passion, and color for the use of amazing fabrics to help you find your own individual style. Let us inspire you with beauty and color. Follow us at Zamboni Couture on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or call us at 561-860-6099. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. <laughs> yep. We're back. What happened? It feels wiggly. I dropped it this morning. Is that what it is? No, she dropped it. No, this bell, seven years. It just I has dropped to be glued it this morning. It. I just got to get some more glue on it. Yeah, yeah, I was hoping it was okay, but I, you know, I got to tell you the truth. <laughs> you know, I came in this morning and I was like, rrr, rrr, to clean everything up, and the bell was in my hand, and yeah, I'll reglue it. You're breaking its frequency. I will reglue it for you. I know. We're here with Paul Solomon of Luhu Advisors. We've touched on a lot of things. We, we've hit everything today. Phew, I got to tell you, it's exhausting. But next Friday, J.D. Danner is performing up at Arts Garage in Delray Beach. So we're going to be there 8 to 10 o'clock. Go ahead and get your tickets. It's the anthology of her music career and everything that she has been through. And I think it'll be pretty interesting to see the see evolution Paul, of music. See if Paul will join us. Yeah, maybe when Susan would like fun. to join us. Yeah, definitely. We'll talk we, about it. We're supposed to be seated where? The press table. The breast table? Press. 
Oh, the press. There is no press table. That's what she said, breast. We're at the press table. I mean, we're. I'm sitting at the. No, you can't sit there. Only Dawn could sit there. Only women could sit there. Is that true? Only women can sit at the breast table? At the press table. No, you can't all sit there. We ring the. Anyway. No judgment. Where is the press table? Somewhere in the arts garage. I don't know. I think you and I once sat at the press table for another event. Yeah, with some people from Delray. We were at. We sat at another table. It wasn't the press table. It may have been one of JC's events. I don't know. You and I were there for something at, at the press table. But anyway, we're going to be there if you want to join us. It is Friday, October 14th from 8 to 10 at the Arts Garage in Delray Beach. You can bring food. You can, they have a great bar. Great bar. You can bring food in? Sure. I didn't know that either. You can bring food. You can order food, whatever you want to do. Who's here? They have drinks there? Yeah. Missy Lou. Missy Lou? Missy Lou's back. Can you bring, um, Texas, can okay. you bring drinks in when they sell drinks? No. No, but you can bring food. Yeah. They've got a full bar. Okay. So, so I can bring like a Big Mac? Yes, you can. You can even bring your Popeye's, Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> I knew she was going to go there. Everyone's, is everyone invited? Yeah. Um, you to we, buy we tickets. We got you if you want to uh, get tickets. Yeah. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> yep. I don't think they're that expensive though, so we can check that 35? out and see. I think yeah, we'll check it out there. and see, but you can go on the website at Arts Garage and buy your tickets for J.D. Danner. Nice lady. We've known her for a long time. Yes. Very nice. Very nice lady. And tonight we've got Touched by Angel Live at 7 o'clock, and we need to put some information together for her, but they are doing collections for the people of the west side of the state. They really are in need of everything from clothing to diapers to baby formula to generators, you name it, from small to large. They need everything over there. So there are six collection sites across the state of Florida that are going over there and trucks and they've got everything. We're gonna get that information together for you. And I believe drop-off points are all the local gyms in this area and they're being received at some of the local gyms over on the other side. Now that you're here, um, they are fixing the roads into the islands. I think it's something I called Paris. I heard they're putting Paris, temporary bridges up. Paris Island, Saturn Island. Sanibel? No, Captiva? not Sanibel. Oh, I don't know. Something with a P. So anyway, so they fixed it, and they made it so that the trucks can go back and forth. You got to be careful because it's like very shaky the way they did it with dirt and stuff. But they hired the contract yesterday to do Sanibel, and by the end of the month, they guarantee that you'll be able to get in and out of Sanibel. Wow. By the end of the month. That's amazing. That's crazy. I, they got to be using military tactics here because some of these roads are just completely gone. Wow. And they promised to have it done by the end of the month. And Biden said, we ain't leaving Sanibel until people get in and out. So again. why does it take a major disaster like that? And they can build a road in less than 30 days. But I-95 for 10 years, they're still working on it. How does that work? Let me tell you something about I-95. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen how they've been expanding I-95 because oh, yeah. they want to pay the tolls and stuff? Right. Do you see that? I've been here 17 years. They've worked on I-95 for 17 oh, years. Oh, absolutely. So what they do is the money is just stretched out. And they bring in different companies to work on it. The money's there. It's just that they want to do it a little bit here, a little bit there. They got to get rid of these water towers. So they take a little money here, put it over there. Next year comes, they put the money back. They play Monopoly. But in Sanibel, it ain't no game. So all that money is being put in there is landing Imagine there. getting that government contract. You're a yeah. construction company or you're a startup and you're thinking, how am I going to pay yeah. my payroll yeah. this month? 
and bam, you come in and you get this contract, changes it's your life. It's got to be one of the biggest ever. companies ever, or a group of companies. They signed the contract yesterday. Biden says it's done. Can you imagine? They started working on it last night. Yeah. But they are going to get people in and out of that by the end of the month. I was shocked when I heard that. You can't get a pothole filled in this country, <laughs> in this city. <laughs> well, all of a sudden, they're building roads. You can't get outside your building painted, but yes. Well, it's amazing bridges. how they really do pay by the mile, because if you drive up and down 95, you'll see that there's new pavement for like a mile or two, and then it stops. <laughs> pay by the mile. Right? <laughs> so like whatever contract they got was like for a mile of 95. They did their You get job. up to Glades Road, and after right. that, we're a stop, a hard stop. Right. You take Fine 95? Anybody ever yeah, take Fine 95? sure. You ever notice that the road for the, is always closed? It's been closed for seven years. What, the express lane? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The express lane is Why closed. For the yeah. last seven years, that thing has been closed. Why the hell did they build it for? I don't know. One day they're going to open it. And you're going to love it. I'll I don't be, know what to tell I'll you. I'll be in the grave. <laughs> A lot of great information, Paul. Thank you, as always. How <laughs> do we reach Paul? Yep. Phone number is 954-540-6609. Um, my website is luhu, L-U-H-U, advisors.com. Or join us every Tuesday night from 730 to 8 o'clock. Well, we'll just talk about anything and everything. Usually every week we kind of pin it down to one or two subjects. But call me at any time in the studio or at home. And if you only hear the end of the show, like people have told mm -hmm. us, give that number again. 954-540-6609. And your question has multiple layers to it. Don't think it's about just buying a house. It's how to get there. So be smart about what you do. And when you get Paul on the phone, Pick his brain, make an appointment, and sort of feel out how you get to the answer to your question. Yep, it's not just for your parents. Paul's got information for you as well, things that you're even talking about doing. Yes, personal things, I think. I think and every time I see him, I inch closer to, you know, you can't be busy in life all the time. You got to sort of say, you know what? I'm going to take care of what I got to take care of. When I was his age, I was indestructible. Well, at least I thought I was. You know, I play sports, I coach, I did school, I did jobs, another job, another job, another job. I didn't care about all that. But when you get older, it gets a little bit harder to get out of bed because your body is squeaking <laughs> like that Rice Krispie cereal. <laughs> you, better count, you better count your lucky ducks that you still have choices that you can make. And that's why I tell you, call Paul and make the right choice. All right. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. More to come. Great what do we show. have tonight on Night Train? Triple C is going to be singing the lights out tonight in the, in the night train. I'm going to be here. You're going to be here. CC I'm going to be here, here for Touched by an Angel. Nice. They're going to be very be excited. I'm excited. I'm going to rile them up. Welcome to Thursday night. That's right. Good and to have you, you back. you never seen a Thursday, if you guys come on down and check out the show, I'll get you a cup of coffee. Come on down. Let's have some fun. Or a glass happy of Happy birthday trooper. to your son. Yes. Happy birthday, Zach. How old? He's 23, and my other son was on Sunday. He turned 26. Wow. Happy birthday. Don't you have twins? <laughs> After the show, I want to ask you how you did that. Just uh, do the math backwards. Talent. Talent. Man's <laughs> very talented over there. Have a great day, everyone. Stay safe. Please raise the bar and be kind to each other. We'll see you tomorrow, 9 a.m. drive time. And as always, don't be late. Bye bye. Well, that's about it for today. Even though the show's over, the Broken Cafe is always open for business. You're invited to join the fun every day from 12 to 2. If you missed some of the last from today, Dawn and Freddie S. will bring you more good cheer next time.
You can follow The Brooklyn Cafe on Facebook at The Brooklyn Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show. We'll see you next time. <laughs>